One of the things we aim to do at Solving Water, a Xylem podcast, is shed light on the myriad opportunities we have to make water more affordable, safe, and sustainable for everyone around the world. And while there are a lot of obvious ways Xylem is doing this in partnership with our global colleagues and customers, there are just as many indirect ways Xylem is solving water. And we're continuing to deliver on that promise. In advance of MineXpo 2021, the preeminent mining industry exhibition, we're featuring a two-part series to introduce our listeners to the essential role that water plays in mine operations and Xylem's holistic approach to ensuring water works efficiently across the entire mine water cycle. Mine Expo takes place September 13th through the 15th in Las Vegas. Tune in to Solving Water for this preview experience and come see us at booth 8591 in Central Hall 5 to speak with our Mining Safety and Health Administration certified experts and to learn more about how we can help you solve your biggest mine water challenges. Here's the show. Good morning, Jesse, and welcome back. Great to have you here with us again on Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. Really looking forward to our conversation today. Uh, builds on the perspective you shared during part one of our two-part mining series. Today in part two, you're going to tell us about how to use the individual needs of a mine operation to your benefit in mine water management strategy and how to embark on digitalization, which is quickly becoming essential across all industries. And so let's get started with, you know, in the previous episode, we talked about some of the most common enduring challenges mine operators face and the holistic approach Xylem takes to addressing these challenges, including providing solutions and expertise that support productivity, reliability, and sustainability in mines. Um, Today, we're going to talk more about some of the nuances of mining operations. So no one operation is the same and how implementing smart integrated solutions into your mine water management strategy is another really key factor. So we talked about, you know, the sort of common challenges in mine operations in our last episode. And and today I want to talk a little bit more about what are some of the things, examples of things that may be unique to different mine operations so that we can look at how some of those, some of the solutions we have to address that. Yeah. So some of the unique conditions that you see on mines, one example um, that I'm seeing uh, is remote monitoring uh, and remote monitoring of pumping systems. So one of the examples that comes to mind, and I spoke about this uh, in the previous podcast, was when one of our end users had challenged us with a dewatering application where in the summer months, there was an access uh, amount of rain. And to control that access amount of rain, have that visibility, but be able to harness safety, um, they had to reevaluate their current operation. So they were using submersibles at the time, which wasn't safe given that it was remote. Um, and then there, you had to have personnel there to deal with the cabling of the, the pumps and monitor the pumps. So they wanted a, an efficient way to do that. So for us, when we evaluated this, how we went about it was we swapped out the, the submersible pumps for diesel driven units. Um, and then after the initial install, we made sure that we built a custom control so that you could have that remote monitoring capability with that remote monitoring. One thing I forgot to mention in the, in the previous episode was that we tied it into their existing SCADA system. So a lot of these mining end users already have existing infrastructure in place. So it's very important when we incorporate MNC 
um, that it's able to tie directly into their existing infrastructure. So we were able to do that, and we really uh, we were able to uh, to 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 address this issue of safety by having the diesel driven units. We didn't have to have personnel on site to kind of do the cabling of each of the submersible pumps. We solved the power limitation problem that I had spoken about earlier. Um, so we didn't need to have the, the generators. They had the diesel driven units there. And then we had the remote monitoring. So not only were we monitoring the fuel levels, but we had the remote visibility of their assets and their whole application as a whole. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, just thinking about the geography of the United States, for example, and just the differences of where the mines are located and what that could mean for soil conditions, uh, rainfall, you know, climate, generally speaking, and, and preserving the equipment itself. Um, and then looking at, you know, what is the existing infrastructure at, in the mine and how does that relate to, you know, the, the age of the equipment and how well it's run, um, what kinds of technology are already on site. So all of those different factors really coming together to make a unique situation for pretty much every, every operation. Yeah, exactly. And then I guess a, a, another example that I have, uh, uh, just to list out a few, would be around autonomous pumping. I know that autonomy as a whole in mining is becoming more and more common, and it's more around their, their machinery. Um, but we took it a step further in Sweden, um, so not necessarily close to home, but we did it uh, with our pumping solutions. So it's something that we're on the flight side developing more and more of, and that's the integrated intelligent pumping systems. So we have a form of that in the water utilities business right now, and we're looking towards uh, releasing this within the dewatering space. And so our end user within that mine uh, challenged us uh, around premature failures. So they noticed that their dewatering equipment, they were seeing a lot of premature failures, um, that excessive wear and tear, and is due to the, the solids. Um, and then when sump levels were going down, it was due to dry running. So there was a lot of different factors there that uh, equated to that premature pump failure. So by introducing this uh, intelligent pumping system, um, it has the built-in control mechanisms to find that best efficiency point. It has that remote visibility that you can tie into an existing SCADA system so that you can determine uh, how healthy and how from an efficiency point of view how efficient your your pump is pumping and then it's got the the reverse control built in so if it's wired incorrectly it's going to correct itself so it's not running in reverse um, so that directly affects efficiency and then one thing is the one uh, important thing is the snoring feature so for a lot of these dewatering applications with a lot of the mining end users for them, they put a submersible pump into an application and they forget about it. So there's many instances where the pumps are running dry and you have catastrophic failures. Um, but in this situation, that snore, that built-in snore mode, what it does is it slows down that speed, so it ramps it down, preventing it from overheating. So as a result, by introducing this into their dewatering applications, um, the end user was able to reduce operational wear by 80%. And if they look at it from a spend perspective, they save 20% per year. 
So it was a, that's a, a huge savings, if you ask me. And just looking at it from an operational wear and tear point of view, and you look at all the all the spare parts that you, you no longer have to have, that, that stands out quite a bit for me. Yeah, and I think this is a, an awesome example to kind of lead us into the next part of our conversation here, which is really around digital transformation in minds you know, looking at the various technologies and the ways those technologies can be implemented in order to really get after these things of, you know, these, these, this wish list of productivity, reliability, and sustainability. So, um, you know, maybe we could just start by understanding what are some good first steps if you're looking to, to implement digitalization into your mine operations. What are some you know, what's the best way to start so that you're not overwhelmed in, in, in trying to do that? I think the best way to go about digital, um, especially within mining, we know we're always cash strapped, is a phased approach. Um, again, the, the upfront cost associated to that digital transformation uh, is, is quite daunting for many uh, end users. So by taking a phased approach, it makes it a lot easier. And, by, and what I mean when I say phased approach is, for instance, if you have an existing rotating equipment, a piece of uh, rotating equipment on site, so with one of your pumps, to make it run more efficiently and run closer to that best efficiency point, incorporate a VFD, right? So that you can toggle and make sure that you're getting as close to possible to that best efficiency point to reduce the wear and tear. From there, now take a look at it from a larger scale and multiple pumps. Now let's start incorporating some form of automated control so that you can control these multiple pumps, save time for your personnel that's going to be on site so they don't have to go from one application to the next. They just have that capability of controlling these multiple pumps off of one control. Now, the last piece um, is that visibility and that greater visibility of your operation. Um, I mentioned in my previous episode that right now we're all trying to kind of navigate through this pandemic. And one challenge is around that visibility when we're working away from site, especially a lot of these engineers. Outside of operations, most of these engineers are away from site. So investing in SCADA systems, um, and working with these manufacturers that have SCADA systems of their own and, and making sure that they tie into your existing infrastructure. Because not only are you now leveraging digital to get greater efficiency of your existing assets, you're using digital to control multiple, multiple assets, and then you're using digital to get that added greater visibility while being remote. I mean, that's, a, I think that's a great start. Uh, I, I, th- I like the way you talked about the phase approach and just how you've ex- sort of built on each step from there. Are there any other digital solutions you want to mention that could be integrated into existing operations to really address water treatment to transport or testing? Yeah, for sure. So we have quite, uh, we have a couple of solutions within our product portfolio that specifically focus in on water quality uh, and making sure that it's deployable quick with remote telemetry, because a lot of these sites are remote. Um, and so that remote telemetry aspect is very key. 
outside of that, other solutions that we have are focused around the meters and, and depth measurements. Uh, and so depth measurements are very important for mining pond uh, capacity uh, because you know you're going to have change in storage levels. And you've heard within the press of a lot of these, uh, I guess, if you want to call them dams, failing. And so that's where that metering becomes very important. And then tying it into digital and having that visibility of your your depth and your capacity while being remote makes it that much more important. And then all these solutions uh, are deliverable in real time through cellular or satellite modems. Join Xylem at MineExpo 2021 in Las Vegas, September 13th through the 15th at booth 8591 in Central Hall 5. Our MSHA certified experts will be there to help you navigate the complex world of mine water management. Whether you have a large scale project to implement or just need support for a single aspect of the water cycle. And visit us at xylem.com slash MineExpo 2021 for more info. Subscribe to Solving Water, a Xylem podcast for fresh content on a wide array of water-related topics every two weeks. So it sounds like there are a lot of great opportunities and technologies that can be sort of integrated to create this, I don't know, a a smart solution rather for for your mine operations. Um, You know, you mentioned things like remote telephone telemetry <laughs> telemetry <laughs> um <laughs> and then you know depth measurement metering all that stuff um really interesting um and i'm curious to know what you're seeing as some burgeoning digital trends in mining it, are these things that we're already doing really sort of at the forefront of the mining industry or are there some other things you're seeing coming up that would be a, a trend and digital that would that would help when we're looking at trends uh, around digital definitely there's a trend around that water treatment uh, because as mentioned in my previous episode water which was once uh, abundant isn't as abundant as we all think it is and so being able to harness more of your process water is very important so that that speaks specifically on water treatment. And so there's that area. And then another one now, given that we're all uh, trying to navigate through this pandemic is the the remote capabilities. Uh, A lot of operations now are finding that there's a lot of solutions available to them that allow them to operate as if they were on site, but not having to be there. And so that, that remote capability with any sort of digital solution that is released, the first question that comes up is around the remote capabilities and if there is that visibility remotely. That makes sense. And I think it's interesting that, you know, something like the global pandemic can really spearhead or spark, you know, sort of this um, more adoption of, of remote technology and remote monitoring. Absolutely. Yeah. You, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I see it on Bloomberg when all these CEOs are being uh, talked to and interviewed and trying to navigate through the pandemic. And they're like, listen, we, we saw this coming in the sense that we had to make that transformation to more digital. 
It's just that we're making it, investing into it uh, a lot faster and sooner. Cool. And I, I kind of want to shift gears here because I think this is a big part of digital transformation, and that is creating a roadmap for these digital solutions and integrating them and, and really looking at each mine as, and the plan for that mine as a customized solution. So I, I kind of feel like these go hand in hand. Um, and I just uh, thought you could share with us some factors that, you know, mine operators should be considering when they're looking at doing sort of this road, this digital roadmap, as it were. Yeah, for sure. So when they're, they're going through and trying to navigate this uh, digital roadmap, obviously it's very important to take a phased approach. So we, we've already kind of dove into that phased approach and that's maybe start with uh, integrating a VFD to an existing asset so that you can optimize your performance essentially and get that greater efficiency from there, um, expand and start getting that control um, capabilities on multiple pumps and, and have uh, and do so with a programmable logic. And then the final piece uh, and the most important, especially right now, is enhancing your system and making sure that you have that remote monitoring and controls built in. And that's through your SCADA system. And for us as equipment suppliers, making sure that our SCADA systems, in-house SCADA systems, um, uh, are able to operate and be configured into existing infrastructure. Okay, so then if I'm a mine operator and I'm reaching out to Xylem to get, you know, this customized solution for my mine. Mm-hmm. So holistically, we're looking at all the challenges that typical that are typical to mine operations, but then also yeah. some of my unique things, uh, factors at my mine that that might need to be addressed. What kinds of questions can um, should a mine operator ask a supplier like Xylem when they're looking at creating a customized solution? Yeah, I, I think questions that are very important to ask, whether it's us asking an end user or vice versa, is uh, the first one is around aging equipment. So trying to get an understanding of what sort of assets you have on site. Um, and then with your aging equipment, are you looking to replace it or kind of make modifications to it? Where, where are you going with your investment? That's, that's usually the first question I ask. Uh, from there regardless of whether it's your aging equipment or new equipment that's being brought to site, do you have a scheduled maintenance plan? Uh, And and it's important to understand the maintenance plan because that ties directly into the longevity of your equipment. And if it's new equipment that you're asking this question to with the, with that question, if you're going to have a follow-up question around how critical is this piece of equipment for you? So if it's a super critical piece of equipment, then you look at it from, well, do you, you're going to want to have a redundant piece of uh, uh, equipment on site. So when I'm working with pumps, uh, if I know it's a, an important process for a mine, if, it's, if this dewatering is taking place for the next four months and it's critical that, that this pump stays running, knowing that it's critical that this pump needs to stay running for the next four months, well, rather than having a backup on site that is, should this pump go down, you go get it, you pull the permits to get it reinstalled and pull the other pump, why not have a redundant one set up 
Um, and then you just basically use valves to redirect flow to the other pump if this pump were to go down. So that's, that's why you asked that question. From there, the, the question around having the right piece of equipment on site, how do you determine what the right pump is? First of all, you want to ask the question around head and flow. What's your head and flow? Um, and then, and then where your pump is going to be located because we have vertical turbines, we have diesel driven units, we have electric submersibles. So based on where the pump is going to be located, that'll help you navigate through what sort of pump technology to use. And these are the types of questions that we ask and, and also end users should be thinking about when trying to make an investment. That's really, really helpful and insightful. Um, so then looking at it from our side of things as the, the supplier, how are we evolving our business in order to meet all of these different challenges um, and then really like rise up to the occasion in terms of this, this push towards digital transformation? One thing that we're focusing in on quite a bit is having a greater focus around asset health um, and monitoring. Uh, because we understand that operation uptime is very important. Uh, production downtime in relation to uptime costs 10 times uh, as much. And so that's gr a great deal of savings. So a lot of the pumping equipment that we're releasing this uh, today um, has a form of asset health that we can offer. And so it allows, it gives your end user the visibility on on that pump so you it'll blink green if it's if it's in a phenomenal shape yellow and red etc and we're going to be able to in the near future tie it in with gateway so that you have that remote capabilities and you can put a um, a maintenance plan together so that you can truly harness that operation uptime so that's one great example one area that we're focusing in on Another one is around that automation and making sure that when we look at our whole product portfolio, everything ties in. So that that directly factors into our SCADA systems and MNC solutions similar to our SCADA system. Because we have a lot, we, we recognize that we have a lot of MNC products within our product portfolio. Now let's streamline the process and kind of determine what can be utilized across the board. So we make it easier when we're uh, approaching our end users. Okay. So Jesse, I've got one more question for you before we wrap up. But um, before we do that, I just want to make one more note about my expo and, and just remind our listeners that Xylem will be exhibiting at the show at the Las Vegas Convention Center September 13th through the 15th. Um, and Jesse, just wondering if you can tell us again about what attendees of the show can expect from Xylem this year. So I touched on it last episode when I talked about holistic, but for uh, based on the topics that we discussed in this episode, the team's going to be leveraging digital in, uh, in everything that's showcased. And what we're going to be trying to highlight is greater visibility especially as we try to navigate through this pandemic. So you're going to see a wide variety of rotating equipment solutions um, throughout our booth. But with each piece of rotating equipment that's going to be there, you're also going to see that digital tied into it, that asset health tied into it, and how all of our solutions fit together 
And it's truly a one violent approach, as we like to call it. Great. Thank you for that. And so my final question for you is actually a question that I ask every guest of Solving Water, and it's really just directed to you personally, Jesse. So, and that is, um, what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? For me, the most important thing that I've learned in my career in the water business is around the fact that water isn't as abundant as we think it is. I mean, when I first started my journey here at Xylem, I looked at water as being very abundant. I, I would run my tap, wait for it to get at an optimal temperature um, before using it for drinking purposes or whatever it may be. But now, as you hear someone like Patrick Decker talk about it, or I dive into it more and more in my day-to-day, I understand that it's not actually the case. And when you look at some of these mines, whether in Mexico or other places geographically, they've hit day zero. So when you hit day zero, that means you have no access to water. So then you have to start examining your operations and try to utilize your process water to the best of your ability. And that's been the funnest part of the journey and the funnest part of my job here at Xylem is trying to determine how we can leverage our solutions and and tap into that process water side and make sure that every operation on site is running a lot more efficiently. Yeah, I mean, that's a great answer. And I, you know, I couldn't agree more. I I refer to in in my intro earlier that, you know, it's just so interesting. We look at water issues and we we think about water issues, the the obvious ones, right? Like lack of access, those kinds of things. But speaking with you today and, and over the course of this series about just mining in general and how water intensive that industry is and how many, you know, how much we can do in this industry to support a better water future. Jesse, thanks so much for um, all the knowledge you've shared with us today and throughout this special two-part series on mining. I'm glad I can help. (laughs) Yeah, I loved, you know, I like I said, I loved getting a deeper understanding of all the different ways we're solving water at Xylem. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. I've included some new links in today's show notes that expand on the story of mining shared in part one of this series. And don't forget to visit us at Mine Expo booth 8591 in Central Hall 5 or virtually at xylem.com slash mineexpo2021. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me at amanda.holloway at xylem.com to share your ideas for solving water anytime. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 